So what's the latest on Foods? Uh, well, he's you know it's it's kind of like touch and go. He hasn't you know participated in any practice the last couple of days. Um, we're we're curious, you know, we kind of have this thought about like if there's a chance he can, you know, go a little bit Thursday. Maybe we have him for Saturday. We just we just wait and see. So um, we haven't really tested it at all, and so we'll just see how it goes. Said in the post game on Saturday with Foos, uh, it could be days, weeks, months. Is that? I mean, that's typically maybe like a, what, a hamstring, or, or is that what we're dealing with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, um, you know, he had a hamstring in the summer that was like a six-week deal. And so we'll see. I don't, you know, unfortunately, you know, the great thing about breaking a bone in your finger, you put a pin in it and you're good 10 days later, right? But it's some, some, this doesn't work like that. So we just got to wait and see. You know, the great, the, the thing about Foos, like if this was me, I would be able to play because I was just as explosive as a slug. Foose, on the other hand, is ridiculously explosive, so he actually uses his muscles, and so that's problematic. I keep telling him, "Don't use your muscles," and he keeps using them. So we'll see. How big of a boost is it to the team, though, when guys like Caleb are playing well on offense, but also making those winning plays like he did at LMU? Yeah, I, th I actually, I actually thought Caleb was uh, off the charts defensively with his assignments. Um, he um, he made two huge plays, for example, on closeouts uh, at LMU. Took a charge one time, and one time had an unbelievable feet closeout and recovery where he caused a travel right and plays like that. We were sorely missing over the weekend, and he he was, um, but he was. I thought he was really special, and I thought. Um, his decision making was was elite level on the offensive end, also, um, and so you know he's he is a, such a massive important part piece of this team, and he has uh, led the charge in a ton of our wins. What in the world, Gav? Is that is that to go? What does it say on him? What does it say on the containers? Wow, let's go. Okay, all right. Hey, you want to come uh, answer some questions? I think you're pretty good at that. This is awesome. Brandon Averett. Hey, what's up, coach? Hey, I'm just here meeting with media right now, man. You remember oh. these cats. You miss <laughs> these guys, don't you? I do. I really do. Are, are you in Dallas? I could be. Yeah, I'm in Dallas. I'm at home right now. All right. I'll, you want to answer any questions, or, or should I just call you right back? You look good, man. <laughs> All right, I'm going I'm to hit you back. Give me 15 minutes. All right. All right, bye. Do the stuff. Okay. Sorry. Go. Coach, are you, so are you telling us that it is a hamstring with Bruce or? Uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, like a, it's a, I don't know, an anatomic or so he's got a groin issue right now. I know there was kind of that special moment uh, on in Thursday's game where the starting lineup was a diverse group, four black players for the first time, five non-LDS players for the first time. And we saw some of the players posted about on social media and stuff. Mm -hmm. What was that moment like for the team to just kind of have that, that I guess, 
I think it was really meaningful for our guys because it's something that we've been so conscious of. Not conscious of like who's starting and not starting. I don't think our guys really care that much about that, but just conscious of, um, you know, we spent a lot of time the last two years talking about social justice and, and, and talking, uh, you know, and we, we went through a really intensive course in this long talk 2020 with, with Kyle and Kamal who, who were actually um, really inspiring uh, instructors and teachers and, and educators and they, they've been running this program for a while and, and uh, we've, we've had a chance to hear from uh, uh, great leaders, um, uh, you know, representing all communities including the black community like Pastor Francis Davis spent some time with our team and kind of going down the list and so um, I think our guys are really aware. I think that they're, um, they're excited about, um, you know, um, our country and world growing, right? And um, and they're also conscious of just little tiny slices that we can play in that. And so, um, you know, it's not, you know, our team is our team. Like, we're about our team. Uh, but I think all of our guys were excited about just recognizing a moment, which is, um, which just represents a moment where, um, you know, we didn't uh, start four black players. We didn't start five uh, players that were not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for any other reason than that the game told us that that's what we should have done on Thursday. And that's really a beautiful thing, right? And, and you know, hopefully as a world we keep moving closer towards the decision making is based on that and nothing else. And um, and so, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was a great opportunity, a, a, a really terrific moment for our guys. And, um, and, and um, you know, something that's probably, you know, it's, it's not a goal here at BYU, but it's something that's good for BYU too, right? I think, um, you know, listen, um, behind uh, Keith Vorking's great leadership and Tom Homo's great leadership um, and, 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 you know, um, behind the, the words of the prophet of the church, who is the church that's the, that's the sponsoring, um, you know, church of this institution, like we have a mandate to do everything we can to root out racism. Those are the exact words. And, um, and that is something that BYU is fully, uh, um, you know, the leadership here is fully behind and fully endorsing. And, and um, it's, a, it's a really important cause. It's a cause that has been magnified from the highest leadership levels of this university and from this church. And, and uh, so it's important to all of us, and it's important to, to, to my team also. You mentioned that you know, the game kind of dictated for that starting lineup to happen. So obviously it's not like super intentional, but does it say anything? Of the, the fact that you guys have the ability to do that, mm -hmm. does that say anything about maybe the future of the program, future recruiting, things like that, where you might have these situations happen more often? Yeah, I, I do think, th listen, you know, um, I think that um, my answer would be yes. And, um, you know, like T. John Lucas, this is something that's very personal to him. You know, he's a veteran guy, and he's been really eloquent speaking about this. And one of the things that he said to me is, he's like, you know, the, the, um, some people might have some misconceptions about what an experience at BYU is like. And he was like, I think he's interested in, in sharing what his experience has been like here because I think it's been pretty, uh, pretty special for him. And, 
and um, and you know he had some concerns coming in. Uh, his 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 wonderful mother had some concerns coming in that we talked about a lot beforehand, and then I think his experience here has has been really special, and and I think he's excited to to make people aware of that. I think he's also excited to be you know a, a, a piece in change. I mean he's got a he's got a heart to make this world better. You know with with his dreams of establishing uh, some some. Uh, safe, special locations for children to grow in Milwaukee, in his hometown, to to his the impact that he believes that he gets to have here at BYU, not just in helping BYU grow, but also sharing with the world that BYU might be a little bit different than some people think it is. Um, you know, he's got a heart for that, and he's an incredible ambassador for this university. He's an incredible ambassador for humanity. He's a really special person. Uh, we're pretty buried right now, um, so I, I'm, you know I'm 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 probably not doing a great job with my, um, you know I, I I I take relationships with our alumni and foreign foreign players really seriously, but it just hasn't been, you know we're kind of in the cave right now trying to figure out a way to win some more games. But I think I think everybody's right. You know I got to hear Mark Duran on the radio speak about it, and Mark was, um, you know uh, Mark was really really sincere about. Um, like as as one former player that just happened to have the mic in his hands, he was really eloquent and sincere about that it had some real meaning to him, and it's um, you know it's it's so you know um, hopefully a lot of our guys feel that way. I would imagine they do, for the right reasons, right? For the right reasons. Two straight wins right now, broke the losing streak. What do you think is what is your team doing well to get out of that slump? Well, we. Um, uh, you know, I, I think the m most magical thing for me was, you know, the LMU game was really special. We knew, you know, I kind of projected that going in, it was just going to be a slug. It's just as hard. Like, it's hard. It's hard to win on the road always. And then carrying the baggage that we'd built up over the last couple of weeks, it was hard. And, and kind of some of the concerns, it was hard. Um, and then getting down 17, you know, in the second half was, was hard. And so, you know, it's a – I know from the outside it, it might not feel that way, but for us, man, that was a that is a special game. Like that is a special, special game. When you think about all the things these guys had to overcome in their heart and minds from the previous two weeks and during the course of that game, and to, to just stay with it and find a way on the road with everything against them to come back and win. That's like a that's a commentary on on our guys not just their basketball acumen and skill, but their character and their toughness and their grit, that magical four-letter word. And, and so that was, you know, that was a huge lift to our guys. And then, um, and then to be able to get both those games on the road was, was super important for us. And, um, you know, I think, I think we functioned at a higher level on the offensive end and we sprang some leaks on the defensive end. And that's how, this, that's how athletics is sometimes. But m mostly, most important was, was just our togetherness and our fight for each other and our, and, our, and our relentless effort to try and fix things. I thought was really special. It was really special. It was, uh, it was an extraordinary thing to watch. You know, there's a lot of teams that um, – find their way out of a little losing streak. Um, I'm not sure there's a lot of teams that do it down 17 in the second half on the road. 
of that losing streak. And for these guys to do that is a real credit to who they are as people, man. It was, it was really awesome. Well, I just think it just feel you know you just feel better like you just feel better and um, and and it, you know it's uh, we're going into a, you know into a massive massive game that you know historically we have not had a ton of success with it's really really important to us and so I think um, I think it was important uh, with a little bit of belief I think it was uh, important with a little bit of good feel I think it was a little bit important to kind of cement in some togetherness. I think it was really important just to be able to walk in the gym and feel better, right? For practices, I think it was really important. So um, it was a, it was a big weekend for us, really big. What will the practice schedule look like having a full week to get ready for this? Yeah, so we went um, we went Monday, Tuesday, and then we'll be off tomorrow, uh, not on the court, just in the classroom tomorrow, and then we'll go hard Thursday and, and pregame Friday, and then and uh, play Saturday. Um, well, we've already played them, so right now it's just like I'm just hoping I can get some health. <laughs> so, so that's what's the emergent thing right now is, you know, every single one of my bigs has a has a bad hand. My, you know, starting two guards got a hand issue. Foose is out right now. Like, can we just get some semblance of health back? I think that's, you know, that's that's the most important thing more than any scout or anything like that. Just just these extra couple of days to hopefully restore a little bit of health is going to be crucial for us to have a chance to kind of make a push here at the end. This upcoming game against St. Mary's, um, some of our top bracketologists have said, is really the key one for this team. Mm -hmm. if, they want to, if you guys want to keep your tournament hopes alive, right? Mm -hmm. um, is that how you also conceptualize this game coming up? Um, yeah, it's, you know, I don't know if it's a do or die. I just don't know. Like, there's so many things that have to work out. We could win this game and not get in, and we could lose this game and find a way in. It's just, you know, the last three and four weeks of the season are so tumultuous always. Like, everything changes. But, you know, what this is for sure is, is another shot at a quad one, and, you know, we have a, a terrific record, not only volume of games, but number of wins in, in quad one, quad two games, and this gives us a chance to try and go steal a, another one. And that is huge for our resume. Um, and, um, you know, against a great team in a really tough environment. You know, they haven't lost this year, have they? They haven't lost this year at home. And I think they're riding 11 or 12 games maybe now. And, and uh, they're playing elite-level basketball right now. I think they're, you know, a top 25. Are they, in the, are they in the AP right now? Are they receiving votes in both polls? Yeah, receiving votes in both polls. And, you know, they have a top. 10 defense in the country and and uh, they're they're actually starting to make shots now which makes them really really dangerous there you know watching uh, some game film they're starting to look like St. Mary's from a couple years ago where that ball pop 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 around and guys bang threes and make tough shots and so they're playing a little bit faster a little bit more free and and still hammering away on the defensive end in their gym which has been such a tough place for us and everybody else so they're a great team and um, you know it it's important for us to go show there so well. It just is like you know we're at the point of the season where you got to go win games, and uh, it's not a death sentence for us if we don't win this game. But this is a massive game. It's a really important game, and we feel that way, and I'm sure they feel that way. And and um, so let's go. This is what you play for, right? End of February, March. This is when it gets great. How much uh, maybe does it worry a little bit with seeing St. Mary's seeing uptick in their offense production with 
maybe some of the defensive metrics from your team kind of slipping a little bit mm. past yeah, yeah, of course, always. It always does. And, and um, you know, it, it's it's um, you know, it's always the case. It's not. It's it's usually the case in basketball that you that you do well what you focus on and. And you know we were we were slip you know we were struggling offensively uh, for a, you know we were a little bit just slippage offensively we were never great this year but we were slipping a little bit and so we spent an inordinate amount of time on that last week and sure enough we perform better and we don't perform as well on the defensive end that's what happens you 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 excel at what you focus on most of the time and and um, so we're we're going to focus on the whole game this week and see if we can be good at the whole game. At St. Mary's. Last game looked really like methodical, mm-hmm. low scoring. You just mentioned that like they're playing with a little bit more tempo, they're making more shots, yeah. scoring more glasses. Yeah. Like, does that change how you sort of come into this game, knowing that like the last time you guys played them, it was a little bit of a different style? Yeah, not so much. I mean, you know, they are they're they're such a physical, elite level defensive team for the last couple of years, and especially this year. That you just have to find a way to score. You got to find a way to score a basket, right? Um, I don't know what their numbers are. It's some ridiculous. Colton teams under sixty or sixty-five. It's some ridic- ridiculous stat, and and, um, and so you know you know you have to find a way to score. You got to have uh, unbelievable pace and 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 aggression and patience, and um, they make it harder to make. You know they're a, they're the second leading assist. Uh, least assist team in the country they don't allow assists which is what we feed off of it's always been a challenge for us playing them the styles of players so so um, out of sync and so you know you're always worried about trying to w- find a way to score a bucket and and then on the defensive end in the the glass you just have to be uh, ridiculously physical and tough and so I think our guys know what we're in for and um, it's just a matter if we can raise up and do it and that's why you love athletics, because you actually get to go see. So we're excited about it. Yep. Zoom, fire away. Darnell, I think I see your hand, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I need some help, because I can't understand the flop rule. Can you explain that to me? So here's the deal with the flop rule, OK? When a referee feels like you flopped, they call a flop. And when they feel like it was a charge, they they call a charge or a block. Now, exactly what what we, we've argued about that as a staff. I don't you know I don't know the exact legal language that we're following when we're trying to determine if it's a flop or not. I don't think there's anything. It just is. It's 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 you know it's it's a listen. Here's the deal. Block charge has always been one of the hardest calls in the game of basketball, and um, you know. It's super hard, and and I don't think any of us um, probably know the answer to that, Darnell. I'm probably getting big trouble for saying that, but I don't know if I don't even know the answer. Well, we just know that it's a really hard job, is what we know. I don't know what part of that we're gonna clip out to like get me in big trouble, but have at it, boys. Let's go. <laughs> Well, listen. Um, you know, it's um, when you, you know, when you, you've always faced adversity through, through a season, right? And and um, 
and that's where uh, finding a way to have joy in the gym, it, like the combination of joy in the gym with really heightened focus is a challenge. Our GAs do an unbelievable job. Our managers do a great job. Of course, my assistant coaches are incredible, um, and we have we have players that are really trying to do it. It is um, if you do a season right, then by the time you get to the end of the season, you you can't take another step. Right, you should be done. And um, you should have put everything you have into it. And, and, and hopefully you put everything you have into it and you have great success down the stretch. And that's what we're hoping for. But um, I think it is a combination of heightened focus and, and, and working so hard to manufacture joy. I think those are two keys. Yeah, you know, I think Greg put out a list of, of three guys that have had 30-point games and had a higher efficiency in the history of BYU basketball. And I think the most recent one was maybe Nate Call. Nate played here 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, something. I mean, you think about it, you see it once every 30 years, right? That's incredible. And um, he just is, you know, and what was really nice is, you know, it was, it was super hard. Every every road trip is hard, right? And for us, where we were in the season and where we were as a team and, you know, having an increasing limited roster and all the other things made it really hard. And, and, um, and you know, um, Alex didn't feel like he shot the ball great at LMU, and so he's like, I'm going to go fix that, and he did, you know. I mean, there's very few people walking around the planet they could just be like, I'm going to go fix it. I'll go 9 for 10 on the road being double teamed the whole game. Like, there's just very few human beings in the on the planet that actually can do that, that knows what that feels like. I don't, but he does, and that's actually pretty cool. It's really cool. All right, gentlemen, super grateful for you, okay? It's a big week.